We are very Corey Taylor heavy this hour, and for a very particular reason, we are excited for Wednesday. It's our big X birthday bash number two, Slipknot playing at Taco Bell Arena. They're going to be your headliner that night. And, of course, Corey Taylor is the lead singer for that band and the band you just heard, Stone Sour. And it's an honor and privilege to welcome back to the show one of our most favorite people in the entire world. Corey Taylor joins us right now. Corey Taylor, how are you, man? What's up, dude? How you doing? Awesome, awesome. Good to hear from you. Thank you very much for uh, for making some time. We are excited for you guys to come into town next week. What, what was the downtime like for you? Did you enjoy it? Uh, it was about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we literally had like a week um, between South America and the start of this tour. So it's, uh, you know... But the cool thing is, is that, you know, I mean, we'll we'll do this, which is about two weeks, you know, about two week run. And then uh, and then we've got like a lot of time off for the rest of the year. So we'll be able to do holidays with the family and everything. And I desperately need that, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, Big J here, uh, Corey, there's there's not a lot of downtime for Corey Taylor. No, no, not really. Uh, downtime is usually the four hours of sleep. I try to pencil in for myself every night. And even that's. A, a chore you know so but it's you know i mean it's don't get me wrong i'm not complaining at all you know it could be totally different it could totally suck uh i could be you know the dude that you know doesn't do anything and then nobody wants anything to do with them you know so i mean it's a, it's a good problem to have and i'll take it you know, uh, last week you were able to uh, let go of a secret that you were able to voice a character on Doctor Who. That episode aired this weekend. From a viewer standpoint, how was it to watch it on the TV? Yeah, it was surreal, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, we I, I recorded that stuff, what, January or February. So I've been sitting on that forever. Like, I, I maybe told two of my friends, and then, you know, some of my family knew about it. But I, I was like... I so did not want to step on the toes of the geek gods, you know, so I didn't want to, you know, kind of, you know, poke the bear on that. So I didn't say anything, but I was dying inside to say something. And then finally, you know, they, they said something about they, uh, the BBC, you know, said something about it. I was like, oh, I can talk about it now. I can talk, I can fully talk about it now. I was freaking out. And then sitting in my living room watching it because I hadn't seen anything, you know, like they, I hadn't seen any footage or anything. So sitting in the living room watching it and, and listening to what they did with, with everything that we had put together, dude, I was giggling like an idiot. Like, it was so rad. <laughs> and then at the end, seeing my name in the Doctor Who credits, I was like, that's me! That's me! That's me! That's the third person right there! That's me, dude! <laughs> that uh, I mean, it's awesome because, you know, that with the, the whole acting thing, I mean, you're, you're becoming a huge superstar uh, in the world of, of film and TV now. Oh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's got. I'm, I'm blowing up. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's got to start somewhere. Might as well start there, right? Even John Travolta did some uh, some band aid commercials before he became <laughs> the John Travolta. So, you know, I, here's the hoping. You know, I, and the thing is, is that I don't do anything for the cash of it. You know, like I, I do it because I I want to do it and I love doing it. I enjoy doing it. So. For me, even if it's, you know, just bit parts here and there, I just love doing it. You know, I'm not trying to carry a film based off of a Shakespearean play or anything like that. But, you know, if you need a dude to, you know, if you need the pizza guy to get bit by the zombie and then start, you know, chewing people's heads up, 
I'm in. Fully in. You know, like sign me up. I'll put the visor on. You know, like I'll wear the shirt. I'll I'll drive the the Honda Civic. You know, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Uh, I, I'm I'm busy trying to work it to make up a, a, a wristband that says WWCTS. What would Corey Taylor say? Because because every <laughs> everywhere you turn around, there's you saying something outlandish and and, and awesome. Don't get me wrong, awesome. But you know, I mean, all joking aside, I'm wondering is it if you know is it is it getting tiresome sometimes and wherever you turn there there's you know you whether it's being taken out of context or whether saying exactly what you said every time you say something everybody's listening does that get tiresome after a while you know i mean it's a double-edged sword you know i mean and and obviously i've been in the game long enough that i know the repercussion like like you said being taken out of context i mean that's one of the the that's the, the that's the problem with clickbait as they say on the internet you mm-hmm. know like I do one interview and all of a sudden it turns into 25 different pieces on different websites and it's all chopped up and nobody can put it into context. You know, like it's, it's ridiculous, you know, it's, but at the same time, that's not a strong enough reason for me to not speak my mind because so many people either say the worst things ever or just don't say anything at all, you know? And it's like, I can't, there's, there's certain things that I just can't let go, you know? Like, I just can't let, I've got to call certain things to the carpet. And you don't have to agree with me, you know? That's the thing. Like, I don't expect everyone to understand or even agree with what I'm trying to say. But at the same time, I so what? I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about being an American citizen is you have the right to say that, whether you're going to get ripped apart on Twitter, Instagram, various message boards, that doesn't matter. You have to stand up and and be a, a different voice, you know? I mean, we have the right to dissent, so I'm using that right to my advantage, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is, you know? I, does it get, does it get tiresome? Not really. Um... But at the same time, it's, you know, you just got to kind of take the good with the bad. Talking to Corey Taylor, of course, Slipknot coming to town on Wednesday at Taco Bell Arena along with Suicidal Tendencies and uh, Beartooth. XRock.com has more information. Corey, I was reading uh, an interview with an author, somebody that's penned like 20 books, and he was talking about how difficult it is to unplug. Like even when he's hanging out with his family, he thinks, man, that would be good for my next book. You're three in. uh, You're working on number four, I imagine. Is it difficult for you to actually unplug and not concentrate on something, or are you always constantly coming up with ideas? Oh, it's it's super hard. Like it's your constant. What's well, not even just that, you know. I mean, if it's not books, it's music. If it's not mm-hmm. music, it's like a story, like a possible script idea. Like it's so hard sometimes to just switch off because my brain is always going. Again, it's it's a good problem to have because you want that creativity, you want ideas to come in. But sometimes, you know, I, I you know, and my family is is pretty good. It. it and uh, letting me know when I when I'm, I'm too far checked out, they're like, "Hey, come back! You know, get out of the get out of the universe and just stay on the couch for right now. You know, could you just hang out with us?" So it's you know it, it's good to have that kind of system in check where you know, my family will let me know, "Hey, douche, figure it out. You know, we're <laughs> we're trying to eat and you're just staring off into space like a crazy person." But yeah, man, it's really hard. You know, it's especially once you get the bug. You know, if it's something that you really enjoy 
like I love the creative process. I love uh, the fact that I actually get to do the books and everything. So I'm constantly looking for the, the, the next thing to kind of quicken the pulse. But it's, you know, you have to balance that. You have to balance the fact that, you know, you've got all these these outlets that you can take advantage of, but you also have a family, you have a marriage, uh, you have, you know, you have kids. I mean, you, you don't want your kids to grow up feeling like, you know, dad was just this weird zombie who walked around and, had, and said funny stuff like every, you know, three or four hours, but didn't really do anything with us, you know? So it's hard, it's hard for me, man, you know, cause I love spending time with my kids, but at the same time, I'm the guy who will get stuck in his own head. And at the same time, stuck up his own, you know what? So <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's, I'm learning to deal with it, but, uh, you know, it is hard because it, it, it is, it's a very attractive line of thought to go down because you start thinking of this and that, and then you start framing up chapters and it's like, oh, I could do this for a book. And then you start obsessing about it. Maybe I just need medication. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Maybe I just need to be medicated by someone who, who, who knows what they're doing. Uh, we do uh, we do the mornings here, and my alarm goes off at four fifteen, and uh, my alarm is set to uh, your version of "Creeping Death" from uh, the Meanwhile in Burbank covers. Oh, nice! Uh, so uh, that uh, that gives me a good start to the day. Uh, how much fun has been that whole Burbank project for you personally? Oh, it's been awesome, dude. Because because honestly, there's just there's no pressure. You know, we've just kind of been doing it as we go. You know, and honestly, doing it on our own dime. You know, we, we've basically financed this whole thing um, because we wanted to do it, because we love to do it. You know, we didn't really take any cash from the label. We just did it. It was a labor of love, you know, and the response has been fantastic. Straight out of Burbank should be coming out probably in the next month or so. I, I, I'm not sure if they released the date on when they're going to drop that or not, but I know it's, it's either later this month or uh, November. Um, and those songs, man, those songs came out so killer like it's it's got everything from bad brains to the rolling stones on it so we're really really ecstatic about how that came up um so much so that we're thinking about actually kind of uh holding off on the third one um you know continuing to record the 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 five that we've already got done for the third one but using those as like special tracks and and you know, maybe just you, instead of doing like a, a 30p, just using those as like special little things that we can give away to the kids and stuff. So because just because the the second one turned out so well um, that it'd be hard to follow that one up. We we talked a little bit about a short run with Slipknot that kind of accumulates with Aftershock and then another run at Knotfest this year. Uh, this one uh, logistically, how is it for you? I mean, is there a lot of behind the scenes stuff you have to worry about that, or is that thankfully somebody else's problem? You know, we do a lot of work with the people who help us make it work. You know, like, uh, you know, me and Clown are very hands-on when it comes to not only uh, the, the way the festival should look, but the bands that we, you know, get to bring in and and uh, just all the, the different crazy things that we try to make, you know, not fest stand out with. Um, but other than that, I know my limitations, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not a financier, I'm not a promoter, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not even a stage hand, man. You know, like I, I can't, like if you handed me a 412 and said, here, plug that in. Um, no, I, I can't do that. I, I'm not that guy. I, we, I hire people smarter than me to make sure that that gets done correctly. Um, but you know, 
we do try to, you know, we, we hold up our side of things uh, in the areas that we do excel at, you know. So for us, you know, Knotfest has always been a labor of love. And it's been something that we've been talking about, you know, God, over 10 years. So, you know, getting the opportunity to do it, instead of trying to handle everything ourselves, we make sure that we have the best people in place to handle the things that we don't know how to do, you know. But we also, you know, are, you know, in constant talks with those people, making sure that everything's good, making sure that everything's, you know, going exactly the way we need it to go or the way we see it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, even though we're not, you know, chasing down the cash and doing all that stuff, we're still involved in the stuff that we don't do and very involved in the stuff that we are very passionate about. Well, i tell you what, Corey, uh, we are celebrating 20 years as a radio station, uh, and uh, we are proud as hell that Slipknot is a part of that 20th anniversary uh, at Taco Bell Arena. Travel safe, sir. We'll see you uh, on Wednesday, and you have yourself a good one, all right? Sounds good, man. Can't wait. We'll see you guys soon.